0: Hey guys, check this out!
1: To check this out, a podcast where we take an analytical view of the media that appeals to us as individuals and why. I am Elle, your host, and with me today is special guest and enemy of the show, Mara. Hello! If you would please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself.
0: Hello! My name is Mara. I am an archaeologist and I work in a library, and I'm a librarian in training so that I can do that one mummy quote uh, in all seriousness. Um, and I'm here to talk about Beowulf and books, lots and lots of books.
1: Cool. So obviously you're bringing something to the table that you enjoy and are passionate about. Could you talk a little bit about it in your own words?
0: Okay, sure. Uh, so this is specifically the, uh, there's been a new translation of Beowulf by, as I possibly butchered her name, I'm very sorry, Maria Devana Headley? Uh, has I think this was when was this published? Hang on, 2020. Uh, published a new translation of Beowulf. It is a beautiful blue cover. It's very very swell looking. Um, but uh, so a little bit of a little bit of history. Beowulf is uh, an epic poem uh, from uh, Great Britain. It was. Um, I have seen the the original uh, manuscript. They have it in the the British Library, which I had the great, great uh, fortune to be able to go visit. And it's uh, it's a piece of paper. It's it's very old. Um, I don't remember exactly when. Oh, what what that one dates to, but it is like a. Um, it's written down like oral poem so lots of lots of like epic epics like beowulf and the iliad odyssey uh epic of gilgamesh etc were would be you know like originally just you know some 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 person uh in a fancy hat or something uh will will recite poetry for you uh if you are wealthy and can afford it or you know if you're will travel around and recite poetry because that's that's how you get your entertainment around. Um and so there's that. Uh so there's this like very old uh origins for this um poem which is about the Danes and the geats so up in like Sweden Denmark kind of area. Um Oh, and Fris- Frisian, which is where my family is from, actually. Um, cool. uh Way back when, um, in like the nineteen hundreds.
1: Uh, yeah, not, not like the nineties or something.
0: No, no, <laughs> the nineties. Yeah, uh, but it was also when it was written down. It was written down by a Christian monk, which we can kind of tell because there are very like very very uh inserts into the into the narrative of like and and uh they didn't trust in god which is what we should do because god is great and uh etc 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 so you've also got like that layer of things
1: how many Um, giant snails
0: yeah uh no giant snails that's not it's not illuminated manuscript sadly I know. That'd be very cool. I love, I love looking at all those. Those are so much fun. Like the past, my favorite thing about like, cause I, I, I love learning about history. It's, it's wild. People were always nonsense and terrible to each other and wonderful and did marvelous things like draw snails in the corner of stuff and like dick pics, dick, dick jokes uh in like the margins of illustrated very serious I'm sure illustrated manuscripts um so yeah but it need, Beowulf needed to be translated because it was in old English which is not at all like modern English uh there were a couple like iterations of old English there was a thing called the great vowel shift which I barely barely understand um which is why you can't like you also can't read Chaucer in in regular English, that has to be translated because uh, English is a nonsense language and evolved um, like all languages. So you have to translate it. And oh goodness, what is it? I think the 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 because um, I I have several translations because I like Bale, uh, the Seamus Haney version, um, which is my previous favorite version. I'm sorry, Seamus Haney, you have been replaced in my heart and my love. Um, uh has the like um uh the old english um transcription, yeah, that's the word uh on the left hand side and then the the English version on the right hand side so you can actually like see things side by side, which is pretty cool the uh Headley's version does not uh but it's cooler and I like it a lot because it it's like and I think. This is like also one of those things like the difference between like reading a classic, quote unquote, like, you know, an older classic that uses that was written oh you know, a while ago. Like if you read Scarlet Letter or something like that. Um
1: Great Expectations of Yeah. That.
0: They're like, you know, they're they're very they they feel different than modern books, right? Because we use different language and we use language yeah. differently. Um uh and like the pacing's different. So the...
1: well, it's like with uh with even with cinema we use a different visual language.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 all it's interesting reading like those those older ones but it can be kind of like um uh like you can tell you're reading something older, right? It's like it's like a period piece, I think. <laughs> it's like reading yeah.
1: Like uh, it feels dry and yeah. disconnected.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And like you are a hyper I think for me it's like you're hyper aware of the language then. It's like I'm aware of like this is this is
1: But this is something
0: dost. that is older. Yeah. Which is which is an interesting experience in and of itself, but you know. Have you ever read I have not asked, uh Al, have you read Beowulf before? Or like What's your exposure to it?
1: I think the closest I've come to it is making a mental link in my mind between uh, Beowulf and the tale of Gilgamesh, as older stories, like uh, like important historically old stories. Mm.
0: Okay, sweet. I'm very excited. You haven't even watched any of like the, um... oh god, the uh, the the terrible uh, three, weird three D animation, whatever. There's a bad animated movie that came out when I was in high school, so it would have been in the early two thousands.
1: Oh, i my bones aging into dust
0: <laughs> sorry because
1: <laughs> when when you're talking about bad animated movies that came out in high school, I am <laughs> instantly thinking of Lord of the Rings.
0: Ah, uh, okay, fair, 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 no. <laughs> That would be like early two thousand two thousand ten do 2000s, have the, the movie version
1: of the book. Yeah. Like the book okay. version of the movie here somewhere. But anyway.
0: Okay. All right. Um, well, it's, 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 I don't like it. I, I do not recommend that. But I like this one. Cause it, okay. So, so, um, my pitch to you is that it feels, um, she's, the way she uses language to like come up to, to bring across like the, the intent and the the um, like cadence of things and like the meaning of of kind of stuff is really interesting and it's a very I love it because there is she mixes in like modern like m- masculine slang Basically, is how I put it. Um, so like the fr- this is the, and how you may have heard of it before, like it is the bro version of, of Beowulf because that's how it starts. So uh, <laughs> the first line, the first word in Beowulf is like a, hey, pay attention kind of line. Um, it is, oh, what is it in old English? Let me find it. It's what? H-W-A-E. It's like the combined a e t. It's like, and uh, so it's like hark sometimes it's translated hark, uh, listen. Um, Haney uses so, like hey, so kind of like pay, you know, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start everyone. It's like when you like do the whistle in a crowded room, that kind of thing. And yo, kids, let me rap with you, yeah.
1: (laughs) So the the original transcript of Beowulf, mm-hmm. um, it's, I guess, one of the few things in a British museum that isn't stolen?
0: Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun, that was a really fun, I also got to see uh, like a, um, oh, one of the letters that King Henry sent to, uh, to uh, Anne, uh, Anne Boleyn. And also one to like, uh, I don't know, a cardinal or bishop or some 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 person, um, being like, "Hey, so you know, annulment stuff." And it was like, "Oh, history! I like this because you know, English history you get a lot of in in English speaking worlds."
1: Hey, so. baby, welcome to Dumpsville Population News. Signed, King Henry.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they didn't have one where now they didn't have one of those that I remember, but yeah, it was it was cool. Anyway, so, yeah, it starts out with, like, bro, tell me we still know how to speak of kings. It's like, tell me that we know, like, it's very, and it's got that sort of, so there's that, there's, um, oh good, I guess I should get into the plot a bit. Do you mind if I spoil a thousands-year-old poem? (laughs) Are you?
1: I I don't mind, but okay. I do have my prepared list of questions that's okay. designed to delve a little bit deeper into okay, that enjoyment cool. of yours. Let's, if that's all right,
0: uh, sure, let's do
1: it. Okay, so question number one: Yeah, imagine that I was someone who's recently been awoken from a coma, or mm. resurrected from being frozen in ice, or even <laughs> an inanimate object gifted knowledge of modern times and sentience. Okay, essentially, I know what media is, but I've never experienced any. How would you explain Beowulf without comparing it to something that I wouldn't know?
0: Oh, that's so hard. Okay. Um, that's so hard for me. It is um, a, this is impossible. It's, it's like a technic this is a technicolor, gory, like visceral uh, translation of that poem. Like, the way I can describe it, and this is not good for for the uh, frog that is you that has been granted sentience, Um, uh, it it feels, reading this feels like watching the movie version that I wanted uh, that animated thing that I watched in high school to be. It's got, like, it gives you that sort of, like, gut punch, um, um, uh, gut punch and... uh, like you can see all the colors and the things on the walls kind of vibe.
1: It, it's how I describe very it. Very evocative.
0: Yes. There oh. we go. Yeah you got good words there, Elle. Thank you. <laughs>
1: it's alright. That's about my only <laughs> skill. But yeah, so it's 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 written in a way that it doesn't feel like reading.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um And, like, sometimes it does feel like reading, and that's also cool, too, because then you get the, like, oh, this is, like, um, because that's one of my favorite things about, like, other versions I've had and how I, like, first got into, uh, like, reading more about Beowulf and stuff like that is that – so the original poem uses this thing uh, called Kennings, um, which is a, like, um, a poetry device as I get the shivers suddenly – this is a poetry device um, where you you combine words to to um to evoke uh and and to instead of other words so like instead of saying they're going on a sea voyage for example uh because the the uh i think it's the geese i i Love this book, and I do not remember the plot that that specifically, uh, which is fine. Um, they They come from so Beowulf and his his like crew uh, are come to uh, Herat, which is where like the main action. I want to give you a synopsis real quick because this will yeah. I think this will help make sense. So the plot of the story is uh, that um, so there's this this there's this big like drinking feasting hall called Herat. Um, with a king called Hrothgar, because everyone's got uh silly names. It's great. Um uh, and uh everyone's down in the dumps and it, and it's bad news because the hall has become haunt has become haunted and like um no one can um no one can no one can party there, basically. Uh because there's this monster called Grendel that um uh that lives somewhere out in swamps nearby or something like that, um, is an outsider and cannot, cannot stand hearing all of the noise of, like, revelry and people having fun in, uh, the hall every night and so has begun, like, attacking, uh, the people inside if, if they ever party, um, because he's he it's it's loud and he's an angry neighbor um basically uh and uh so uh everything's dark gloomy um and then beowulf shows up uh he's this guy from like across the sea he comes over with his bros um they they start boasting and loudly announcing that hey we're gonna fix your problem man um uh, the he he uh makes promises that hey I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this Grendel for you I'm gonna do it with my bare hands because I'm so awesome um and uh then you're gonna give me gifts because that's how that's how uh this pre modern society works is that uh you you do deeds for someone and they give you gifts um and uh that's how you that's how you uh become a good person kind of thing um uh and uh the so uh it goes down like he says G- grendel comes in he he eats one guy we're all very sad about this guy he does not have a name um and uh then beowulf like wrestles him uh bare barehanded and tears off his arm and grendel sneaks uh grendel flees back dying uh to the swamp whence he came um uh everyone parties. they're all very excited. There's a little sidebar of like I don't know some some weird epic poems has this thing where they like interrupt themselves it's very It's very much like you know sidebar or uh uh I got distracted, and then they go back to the regular poem and it's, it's still left in there
1: It's um, so like like a comedian that yeah um, goes in between set exactly. pieces with a bit exactly. of a side so joke.
0: Yeah, so you get these weird little sidebars of like oh yeah, no and then like you know there there was lamentations and and someone betrayed someone else and it was and we don't like that so don't do that and then uh said by like a bard in the in the middle of the in in the middle of the main story kind of thing it's very it's very entertaining. Um, and uh, but uh so they have this party and then they they think all is well but then Grendel's mom shows up. And she wants to avenge her baby boy, um, and does so. Uh, and it's, it's bad. Um, and everyone, uh, cries a lot. Um, uh, Hrothgar is like, yo, Beowulf, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go kill, uh, her. Um, and I'll give you much more stuff. Um, and Beowulf's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, and so they go, uh, out to the swamp Beowulf dives in alone swims down finds Grendel's mom this is where it gets weird and sexy for no stupid reason uh, in the animated version i hate it um uh, and uh, kills kills Grendel's mom in a in the big big uh, boss battle um and then there is a third part to the poem, because Gre- because Beowulf uh, has is given all these gifts he's he, much praise is heap upon him. He goes back home. Um he becomes a lord. Uh so he because he's got all of these great gifts, he can give them to, you know, other people and they follow him because he does all these great wonderful things and is a man of his word. Um and uh he grows old. Uh a dragon starts terrorizing his 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 land um uh because a um, some unwitting servant boy uh, stumbles into into the dragon's hoard. It's very it's very hobbity uh, because the hobbit, of course, borrowed from this um, as well as you know, like the Kalevala and other stuff. Um, but uh, he uh, he he takes a, a golden cup from this hoard, and so the dragon is mad. Uh, dragon starts terrorizing everywhere. Uh, Beowulf straps on his armor. You know, it's a little it doesn't fit quite well. They yeah, he he straps on his armor. The poem does not say anything about how he looks in it. I imagine that it does not fit quite right because he is much older now. Um, and goes out to fight this dragon. Um there's uh his he's got he's got his bros with him again, but these bros are not like the bros of old, man. Uh, so you gotta uh so they they kind of all of them except for one, uh named Wiglaf, which is a great name. Um uh, uh abandoned him in his hour of in in the king's hour of need um but Wiglaf stands behind him his shield gets uh charred all to smithereens um and uh Beowulf is mortally wounded um but uh he is a the but they slay the dragon so the dragon is dead but Beowulf is also dying there's a very very sad scene of of um him him, uh giving up the ghost uh and then there is a funeral and that's the end of the poem it's very like so if you read um if you read like the the i in pre when i've read this poem before the the second half is weird like because the the first half is very much like an epic, you know, like victory story kind of thing. It's like, oh yeah, and th- they slayed monsters and they triumphed and it was very, very exciting. The thing I like about this version, about Headley's version, is that it is the first time I have gotten the second half of the poem. And like, why? Because Beowulf is, is like a, tr- it's kind of a tragedy, um... Like people die in the end. like there's not a happy ending here. Uh, things go wrong. We know that things in the future are gonna go are, are there's gonna be like backstabbings and betrayal, like your one someone's brother like stabs him in the back, kind of thing. Um, we know that that stuff goes self. We know that like it's not like you do great deeds and you get your name in the stories. But that doesn't necessarily that doesn't mean you're gonna have like the perfect the perfect life. Uh and so I like this version because it has there's there's this one part in this poem where um it's after Beowulf has died. Um after he gets uh killed by the dragon.
1: Oh, um, spoilers.
0: Yeah, I know. Um and uh they're all like all the go- all the men cuz men are central in this poem because it was written down by men um are are like uh are are having these big speeches about like how he was a good king and he did great deeds and he he you know was a good like provider kind of for for all of his all of um his men it's the the phrase It is like he gave lots of um, uh, arm rings because that was that was like a very big like symbol that the poem uses is like Mm. golden arm rings or golden torques that kind of like jewelry. Um, And in the background, there's this woman who's like crying and and very distraught and much more like just grieving than everyone than all the all the men who are who are in the like foreground of the poem. Uh, because like she's like no our king's gone we're we're vulnerable now like it's this is not good um and it this poem does like very interesting things in bringing and like there's there's another in in scholarship about Beowulf there's lots of like discussion and like one and um, theorizing about who and what uh, Grendel and Grendel's mother who is not given a name um she's always just grendel's mother uh are like are they are they human are they monsters what kind of monsters are they that type of thing cuz the poem's not really clear like um he uses lots of allegories to to uh Kane's, uh children which has a whole whole racist history um and uh it's uh and, and they live in a swamp uh grendel's mother is like she lives in in the bottom of like these mirrors so it's a swampy gross sticky area oh i know my i know my tagline for the end of this thing never mind uh (laughs) i got distracted um uh and um yeah it's not it's just not clear but like they are the outsiders and these people are the the, the 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 heroes of the poem are, are the people inside but there's also like people in the poem who are very who are also outsiders there's like you know there's uh the um guy there's this one my one of my favorite uh people in the poem besides like the main cast because you know that basically you've got you've got Five named people, there's lots more named people, I think. Um, but there's five like main named people. You've got Beowulf, you've got uh, Hrothgar. Um, you've got uh, Weg which is who is Hrothgar's wife. Um, and she's like she's got a lot of like uh, lines when they're when they're like feasting and, and celebrating after um, after like Grendel uh, was killed. Um, uh, she she gives some speeches. Um, you've got, um, Oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting. Um, but you've got this one guy who, who basically when, uh, Beowulf and his bros first show up is like, uh, I've heard of you. And I heard that you weren't that great. So why don't you just sit down and let us take care of it? Kind of thing. He's like the, he's, he's, He's basically the device to get to let Beowulf, like, uh, give his bragging speech about, oh, yeah, no, I I swam across, like, the English Channel or whatever. Oh, I, It's not the English Channel, but, like, basically that. I swam across, like, you know, the open sea and battled monsters before this is nothing kind of uh, yeah. speech. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, like, archetypical. Um, so you've got him uh, and then you've got Wiglaf wig laugh at the end. Um but those are like the main those are the main characters. There's other named people in the story because uh that's that's how epic lots of epic poems do that like um Iliad does this so much. There's like giant sections of the Iliad where it's basically like just listing off names because the idea was uh that um the people listening to this they wanted to hear it's like having, you know, when you when you uh, list like some great event and your your great 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 you know grandmother was there, you want to hear her name in in the poem because it's like no and she was there, my 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 great aunt Matilda, kind of kind Getting of thing. The,
1: the cheap pop for saying the city name.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's even better. Yes, exactly like that. Anyway. It's
1: like- support local sport team woo
0: yeah yeah so there's there's more names in the poems than that but those are like the main characters but anyway but so um
1: basically what you're saying is it's a good raid
0: yes i think so <laughs> i like it a lot i have i have rambled so much thank you for listening
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all good um,
0: you had other questions and like a <laughs> format to your show that I have ruined.
1: <laughs> no. <it's>, I'm <laughs> quite all right. Uh, question two. Hypothetically, yes. our positions are reversed, okay. and I'm guesting on your immensely popular and award winning podcast. Mm. I've just answered the previous question with your response verbatim.
0: Okay. okay. Give or take. <laughs> all uh, right. <laughs>
1: what, what stood out the most to you?
0: Hmm. Um. What stands out the most to me is, um, uh, it's a poem that gives a different perspective on the story. Like, the way it is written and the way, like, the way she lo- uses language, um, like, the, um, uh... the way the language is modernized, the, like, phrases she uses, the, like, way she shows where, like, the masculinity, the, the, like, that toxic masculinity kind of feeling that, like, oh, we've got to, you know, we're bros together, and this is a pope for bros. She brings that in and also, like, highlights the, the, other voices in the poem that you don't normally i like that that's my favorite thing about this about this this so it
1: it gives it a more relatable tone yeah somewhat yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and it gives you like a different perspective because like there are lots of translations of beowulf by this point and there's like lots of you know lots of translations of of lots of epic poems. my favorite ones and like I also read a lot of mythology books. And um, there's like lots of versions of myths. And Beowulf is a myth, I would say. Um, it's not like gods and things. There are no there are no gods stepping in on this. There's there's a god who gets referenced uh a lot, um, but he's not like a character in the story. Um uh, but it is still like a myth. It's like a you know, a it's a story about um like our values uh, in in Western "quote unquote" civilization, um, uh, it this this version though um, like highlights different things about that that I really like, and like, yeah, I don't know, I like this version a lot. It's really good, <laughs> and it's also readable. Um, there is, oh, I wanted to say, uh, in case any of your podcast listeners want to also, uh, maybe check this out, um, besides the, like, book version, which is very, very short, it's, um, uh, it is only about 100, it's 140 pages including, like, I think, I think that, no, it doesn't include that, it's only about, like, a yeah, 100 and, as I page through, it's 136 pages, poem bits, um, there's some, like, introduction stuff, which you don't need to read. Uh, I don't I don't recommend reading those. Those are always... They're fun to read if you know, like, the story. But otherwise, it's like, oh, no, you're referencing a lot of things that I don't know about. and It's weird. Um,
1: like the, the poem first part half is very of short. The Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the poem part's very short. And there's also, if you would like, uh, there is an audiobook version um that you can get from your as i plug the local library your local library may have them and if they don't have them you know what you can do uh and your library may do this uh and if they don't they should because i'm going to shame your library uh Mm -hmm. because we like people to read what we've got and we like people to come in and get books and stuff so if they don't have it you may be able to request it um but you can also on oh what's the website um The publishers of this put out, like, a reading um, of, like, the author and and a lot of other people. So, like, they basically broke it up into, I want to say, like, 20 20 days or so? Or was it a... Yeah. um, Grandjournal.net has a version. Uh, They they put out, like, uh, a reading version uh, over 25 days of uh, Beowulf. Um, So with, like, I think it's got, oh goodness, it's got Felicia Day, reads a part, uh, Alan Cumming, who I adore, um, reads a couple parts, Neil Gaiman, lots of, lots of other, I'm sure, famous people who I do not know, but those are the ones I know, um, yeah, reading, reading Beowulf in, like, its entirety, so that's another way, like, because I really like, that's, that's ta- tangenting heavily, um, I have, uh, I like, I like, Lord of the Rings is okay. I don't like to read it. I like listening to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I have listened to Lord of the Rings uh, several times by now. It's another thing I re- I listened to in high school. I would get. I would get a tape. The library had tapes of of the like cassette tapes of Lord of the Rings. Uh,
1: yep, I remember that
0: unabridged. Yeah, so I I listened to those while I walked my dog after high school. For ages and ages, and it was it was grand. And I like the I like the r- red versions because there's like with the red versions you get like the cadence then and that kind of thing. And the book the, the the this version does a really good job of like keeping that cadence and and having that. But I think listening to it is also good, and I like it. And the nice thing about like stuff that is written to be like epic poetry read, like I think Lord of the Rings. Um, has that sort of feel and uh, Beowulf definitely and like the Iliad and other and Gilgamesh and stuff like that is that it tends to and I have this problem with so another tangent Uh, I have this problem where I can't listen to audiobooks of things I have not read first because I do not pay as pay as much attention when I'm listening as well I think Or I'm doing, I often, like, listen to stuff when I am doing other things. Like when I'm knitting or doing the dishes or whatever. Uh, Seems to
1: be the case because it's a a far more passive ability.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I don't remember things when I'm listening unless I am taking, like, notes or concentrating very heavily on it. And I don't like to do that when I'm reading. Um, Well, I don't like to do that when I'm listening to books. So I like, uh, but I like. But there's certain books like Lord of the Rings or or I think this probably. Um, I don't have an audio version. I don't think my library has an audio version. I should bother them. Um, but uh, I like, uh, yeah, because the the thing with the cadence to some of these things is that it has like those natural pauses where your like attention can drift away. Like, you know, when, when uh, they go into a weird aside about, you know, in like 50 years, this guy is going to stab this other guy. Uh, and you can kind of zone out in that until you get back to the main plot. And also, like this is the thing epic poems do too, and like any sort of oral history kind of stuff, um, is that it tends to repeat itself. Like you know, it's like it you know in a in a in a fairy tale when the person when you talk to the old lady in the woods three times before she's finally like, well, fine, you made your bed, lie in it, kind of, and then consequences happen uh it oh oral oral stuff tends to do that too it like has those sort of like circular repeated like reminders of this is what happened before if you weren't paying attention a second ago kind of thing it's much the, less like
1: the pressing pressing yeah. A on all the npcs to make sure yeah you all the dialogue
0: exactly yeah yeah anyway so i rambled intensely i don't think did i i think i answered your question
1: <laughs> oh it's in there somewhere I assume. it's in
0: there somewhere
1: So for the record, check this out. is a very pro-library podcast. Yay! (laughs) I just wanted to get that out there because, yes, public libraries do need support and go to to one today or later. I'm not your dad.
0: If you don't want to go in person uh, because pandemic, they have online stuff too. And we would like to be able to help you get to the online stuff. So if you do not know how to do the online stuff, there is probably someone... Very patient. We'll lock you through it. Yeah. It is our job. The end. I'm going to drink my tea now.
1: Question three. We can yes. tell that, obviously, this is a subject that you care about. <laughs> <laughs> but what got you to give it a chance in the first place?
0: Ooh, I like that question. Um, hmm. When did I first read this thing? Uh, I think I read the, I think the Seamus Haiti version was the first version I had. It was my high school, high school library. I moved, I moved libraries and this library was not as good. They were, they, I have, I have strong opinions about them, Uh, but we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about books that I like. Um, I think I was, you know what? It was, I was probably super, uh, uh, like, superficial. Um, the bit, ba- the Sheamus Haney version uh, has, like, a guy in chainmail mail on the front, and it was like, oh, that looks cool. Um, I, I don't know. I go through periods of, like, and this is a me thing, um, of, like, reading where I, 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 I like to, I like reading widely like lots of different genres and like lots of different types of things. Hmm. Um, And in high school, I think I was, I was starting to try and do that a little bit. Um, And I don't know, I was probably wandering over. um, It was probably in the literature section, I think. Or like, something like that. I think the book, the, the cover just caught my eye. That happens to me a lot. I like, like, People say don't judge books by covers, but I do so hard, so much.
1: I mean, they're like,
0: they're pretty. You're not
1: allowed to judge a book by the cover. Why do they pay cover artists?
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I judge books by covers. I judge books a lot by the inside blurbs, like, you know, on the the dust jacket, that inside part, or like the back, they've got the little Mm. like synopsis. I do that a lot.
1: Oh, um, I I, I dislike have... when it's just awards that they've won or like oh,
0: the yeah. newspaper
1: praise. I'm like, yeah, or... okay, I get it. What's it actually about?
0: Yeah, or sometimes they'll just have it's like blurbs about the author's previous book. I hate that. I hate that so much. I have strong feelings about book covers. I also hate when author like the author name is bigger than the title. I'm like, no, get off here. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it should the
0: be like damn <laughs> It
1: it should be like board games. I mean, <laughs> wait, legally, wait. yes, they have to have the creator of the game on the on oh, the front. Oh,
0: okay. I see.
1: But it's that's not what you're there for unless you're mm. very much into board games.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I yeah, there are very very few authors where I'm like I, I will I will I don't I don't buy books very often. Uh I'm a I'm a library person uh so hard because I libraries are great and also they're free I don't I don't want to pay for books that much uh, my library can get it for me for free and then I can read it and then I can decide whether I want to buy it because uh, if it's a thing then I'm going to read again or like want to read again because you know yeah. that's yeah anyway no so I think that was based probably it I don't think I don't think I saw it I don't think I sought it out I might have done oh wait I might have done You know what? I'm going to revise this. Uh, It was partially like the, um, probably the cover. Cover looked pretty cool. But um, in high school, uh, this was like senior year or junior year. So it's like your third or fourth year in high school, which is like your um, second to last and last. Um, uh, And uh, I took a British literature class. Um, Sorry, give me a sec. I got to swallow being sick is not fun. Um, uh, the, I took a British literature class, which was, uh, my, the only like English class I liked in high school. I hated English class in high school so much. Um, I had bad teachers and it was just very like, I don't know. I was, I was, I was an angsty high school kid. (laughs) And, they, I, I I did not like I did not like getting graded on on English stuff, and I didn't like writing stuff, and yeah, I hated it. So, um, so
1: a high school kid is what you're saying? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and but I took a British literature class, which was uh, on the whole like we read a bunch of we read, read a bunch of stuff. We read we read an excerpt of Beowulf. Um, that was like one of the first things, and we had we had this 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 textbook, which I don't think had the whole Beowulf in it which is why I had to seek it out. Um, but it had, like, a big section of it. I think it had the, like, um, fight with Grendel, possibly with Grendel's mother, but I don't think so. Um, um, that that little, little like, portion of the poem. And I read that. Uh, I don't know who is it was translated by. I don't think it was the Haney version. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, and then I proceeded to, like, read through the rest of the textbook uh, while... Well, we were supposed to be doing something else because I was that kid. Um, uh, yeah. Which is why I uh, hate uh, Pygmalion with a passion. Because I read a, a fair portion of that and then decided I hated it. Um, uh, it's also how I read... Um, oh, goodness, what else was in there? There was something else. I'm forgetting it. We're going to move on from that. Um, school, but yeah. has
1: a, school has a way of destroying interests really more than it should.
0: My that was not my experience. I I I I am a nerd. I am the the type of nerd who is very into school, which is why I'm doing a second master's degree for some ungodly reason.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like I I get a little bit criticized yeah. sometimes by saying that I hate Blade Runner, mm. but it was because I was no. forced to analyze it in English. Oh
0: bit yeah, bit by no. bit
1: scenes at random and out of order and oh. just ugh.
0: I'm sorry, that sucks. Yeah.
1: Eh, that's a, public school what are you gonna do
0: yeah yeah um no i had a film i had a film analysis class and that made me want to watch more movies because previously to that i hadn't watched a. well i'd watched like movies before i hadn't watched a whole lot of tv for various reasons um but yeah no it's it's an interest it's, it's a whole experience and um but anyway i read that section of beowulf it was like ooh, i think i might have been like oh i want to Wanna try this again, kind of thing, in like the whole the whole thing. So I Mm. think it was in high school that I first ran Mm. into Beowulf and it was a combination of like, ooh, pretty picture. And I read a bit of this before and I liked it. So
1: Yeah, so I guess that just goes to show you don't need a lot of like conversations about things. You can just get caught by something shiny in the corner. Yeah.
0: I am Heavily in favor of that. That's how I found a lot of my favorite books. Um, Magpie ooh, theory. Ooh, I want to, I want to, I want to plug some of my other favorite books that I did not bring on this because I uh, had to choose one.
1: Oh please.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but I love, I love books. Books are great. There are so many good books, and like I am, I am heavily in favor of like if you don't like a book, you, I do not feel like you have to finish reading it. I am very much at like that at this point in my life of, like, I don't have that much time. I don't, I don't want to force myself to read this thing that I, that I am not enjoying, um, but, yeah, uh, no, oh, goodness, uh, Gods of Jade and Shadow, I picked that one up because the cover was pretty. That one's, like, um, that one's, uh, that one's, uh, uh, Mayan myth, uh, about this, and and it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I love that one a bunch. Uh, it's how I read Breaking Glass. It's a Harley uh, Quinn. Would it link. be
1: possible to get the authors' names on these as well? Ooh,
0: yes, yes. Um, good point. Do uh, do Gods of Jade and Shadow is by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Uh, Breaking Glass. Uh, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass is the full the full title. Um, by Mariko Tamaki. Uh, that's a that's a graphic novel. Um. It's like a that's a YA one. Uh I also uh am one of those librarians is like YA is good though. <laughs> there are many, many good YA. Don't don't uh discount it just because it's YA. Um and just ooh, for clarification,
1: ooh. YA yes. being young adult. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which covers a very wide range of like um uh of of uh age and experience. So there's like younger YA, which is more like, you know early in the u.s system early high school like that transition into into uh puberty and that kind of thing um and so then there's a, like above later goosebumps
1: ones.
0: yeah um which goosebumps is more j more juvenile fiction in in my library's like cataloging system but there's a couple that go into the the teen section um but ya can also be like uh early adulthood, and then there's like early adulthood as a category in adult fiction there the publishing system is very is has has a lot of different uh different things and there's a shift right now in like how stuff is categorized with y a because uh we're realizing that hey you know th- th- we we need to be a little bit more like specific on stuff so it's that might change but uh y a in general is is good stuff um. Oh goodness! Oh, my sister, the serial killer, uh, by Oyunken Braithwaite. Uh, Braithwaite. I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, uh, is oh that one's a good blood lesson bonnets. That one's got vampires in it. So, uh, I I like vampire stories. I debated very hard on <laughs> bringing in and talking about Dracula a whole bunch. because uh, I I like Dracula. It's one of those other books that I that I will uh I listen I re-listen to like uh, annually around Halloween. It's like, Ooh, it's spooky time. I gotta, I gotta re listen to Dracula. Cause Jonathan Harker is, is, is my favorite. Um, by Emily McGovern, uh, is bloodless and bonnets. Um, Oh goodness. There's, and there's just so many, uh, Finna was the other one that I recommended to you. That's another nice short one by Nino. Cipri. Uh, the Changeling by Victor Laval. I think we were... Did, yeah. Um.
1: So now you've just reminded me that I need to hunt down the Halloween tree to watch again.
0: Ooh, Ooh okay. I have not this, heard of this. What is this? Uh,
1: it's an animated movie that uh, uh, basically an old man kidnaps some kids, mm. but it turns mm. out to be magical and takes them on a trip through history and time to teach them about their costumes.
0: Hmm. So it's like... Oh,
1: You're dressed as a witch. Okay, let's go to the Salem Witch Trials and you can understand what witches are about.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Or it's like, oh, you're a skeleton. Well, you know, obviously everyone has a skeleton, but specifically, let's go to Mexico and learn about the Day of the Dead. Mm. But yeah, it's a very good movie.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Animation's not great, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. No. And then I could keep going on and on and on forever because I like books and I like lots of books. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of them that I have found because the cover was interesting and I was like, I was grabbed by the cover. So judge books by covers, people. It's, 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 it's a good thing to do. So,
1: so I have a feeling this might need it, so I will deviate slightly from the format. Okay. And this is the part where we will take a quick word from our sponsors.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Thank you, sponsors. You do so much for us. Please give me more money.
0: <laughs> give uh, L money.
1: Question four. Yes. For some people, a sense of community and like-mindedness are integral to their enjoyment of something. <laughs> to your knowledge, is there a community specifically around Beowulf that you're aware of? And if I mean, so, there's... what are they like?
0: Okay. There's all, definitely like the academic community. Which is, which is always fun. A- academics are, I, as, as a, you know, I have, I have a published article. It's like a review article. It's not that impressive. Uh, uh, the academics are a whole, are a whole uh, nonsense of, of egos and, like, uh, arguments about, about, uh eh, Inconsequential things. Um, ooh, ooh! Other book recommendation. There is a very short book uh, by Alexander McCall Smith uh, called Portuguese Regular Verbs, which is hilarious. Um, if you really like academic, uh, petty academic like um, uh, arguments, it's it's very good. Um, it's hilarious. Uh, and just remember, any-
1: we do not discuss the orangutan. <laughs>
0: Oh, the, the thing you don't ex- discuss in Portuguese irregular verbs is uh, sausage dogs. It's like dachshunds. It's very it's very good. Um, but uh, no academics are a whole like nonsense. A, a clique of like uh, people who who uh, hyperanalyze things and um, uh, debate uh, ad nauseum weird little bits of of of. Of the story like you know the who is what exactly is uh grendel and grendel's mother um are they are they intended to be mo- at literal monsters in the text or are they intended to be like monstrous people um yeah there's lots of little things like that um uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever met like a, like a, uh, a, a, a casual fan of Beowulf. Um.
1: <laughs> so there's no groups of cosplayers or, no. like, uh, you uh, know, archive of our own fan groups.
0: No, uh, sadly you don't get that with books very often. I was very, when I was in, er- you know, early dipping my toes into fandom stuff, uh, Uh, There's not a whole lot for book stuff. And I'm sad about that. I want book fandoms. Um, I mean, there's some sometimes, but the thing is that it's not because I think it's not a visual thing. And it's not like book reading in general is not as like widely. It's not as wide of a like medium for that people choose to to consume their media in uh, versus like movies or TV, that kind of thing. I think. Um, I mean, some people
1: not... might tell you that reading books is not cool. Well, we're here to <laughs> prove no.
0: <laughs> reading books is great. Um, uh, no, it's just, I don't think it lend, books lend themselves. And the other thing about books is, um, and I think this is definitely something like um, uh, with like uh, online fandoms and like uh, fandoms being very much like, especially like, and I'm biased in this because I am on Twitter a bunch. Um, like when The Witcher comes out, uh, you will, it all comes out at once and you, or, or like um, uh, Loki on Disney Plus, like it, it comes out every week. You have this, like, com- it lends itself very well to a communal experience of like exploring the story. Um, it's less so with like something like the, with, um, something where it's released all at once, like the Witcher, but it's still like that around that time when something gets released on Netflix that everyone starts, like it's happening with squid game right now. I am, but I'm, I'm, I'm an I was trained as an anthropologist. I like watch, I like people watching, I, uh, watching the internet explode right now about, um, uh, a thing that I do not understand and do not want to watch because I think it's, I think it's slightly horror-y. And I don't really want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, but the internet is slightly exploding about Squid Game. And there's a bunch of fan art now of like Squid Game characters. And I do not know what any of it is about. It's great. Just, just for my it. own
1: curiosity, have you yeah. read or seen the movie version of Battle Royal?
0: I have not. This Fair is enough. what, yeah, I've, I've heard this is, this is Squid Game is like uh, um, in that same like vein.
1: Yeah, it, I like mean, that,
0: and I've seen uh, Hunger Games. So all of these... I, yeah. I, No, I have not... What is what is Battle Royale?
1: Uh, Battle Royale is basically kind <laughs> of what the Hunger Games is based on.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, saw, I saw someone do that.
1: The premise is uh, Japanese school children are acting up worse and worse, and no one wants to go to school. Mm. So they pick one Those entire kids. year at random, like mm. one class. To mm-hmm. put on an island with weapons and exploding bomb collars on their necks. What could like, go wrong? The last survivor will win. Everyone mm. else dies. If not, okay. one, if if not everyone else dies, everyone dies. Oh, good, good luck.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's that, that's not that's just not a genre I'm I'm interested in. <laughs> I so uh I don't want to watch it but like I I it's 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 uh like bursting right now and you, then it will either like fade into um you know like uh you get some things that become cult classics um and then yeah. uh other things will just kind of like fade fade away um or yeah uh, or it'll get a resurgence if it ever gets, like, remade or, or or some some other thing of the zeitgeist, like, brings it up into into dialogue again. But, yeah, um, it's, but I don't think you get that with books because they are, um, it's a very, like, it's hard to read a book communally. Um, I mean, you get that with, like, book clubs, and I, I am ashamed to say that I have never been in a book club um my library like has them um but like oh it, it's it's hard and like reading a book and like deciding to read a book for me and like is a very personal experience for me of like especially like now if i don't if i start to read a book and it's not grabbing me um or like i'm just i'm i'm just not finishing it like or I'm not like progressing through it very fast I'll I'll, I'll bring it back because um, I know I can always get it out again. I can always find it again and there's other stuff I could read and like, esp- like especially because I read lots of like different genres and stuff like that um, I might not be like I, I know I'm not sometimes I'm not in the mood for something like uh, maybe I'm not in the mood for a big epic that requires a lot of concentration right now. I want something fluffy. I want a romance um or something like that. So um like it's hard to do like a like a yeah, it's hard to do a a, a book club. Um and, and then also I think for me personally and I feel this way about movies too um is like I I don't know, I don't I don't necessarily think I I want to seek out like opinions or um like discussion about stuff I like like um like books or a movie or a TV show or something like that on my own time and like my own Mm. like yeah. Like, I like reading about, like, I, I read a really interesting article by this author, which made me go and find his books, which are amazing. Um, it's P. Dejelli uh, Clark, who wrote Tram Car, The Haunting of Tram Car 15, which is a, a very short, short novel. Um, it's real skinny. It's very good. Um, about uh, a djinn haunting a tram car in, like, an alternate universe, uh, Cairo, Egypt, Um and uh this this uh uh detective and his partner who who go and investigate um and uh basically try and exercise this this tramp car, which has a goat which has a djinn c- haunting it. Um it's very good. Um but I found him because I had read some, he he had written something about um a Ray Bradbury uh story, which I had read uh, a while ago and was like, hmm, I wanna want to look stuff up about this um uh, and then I found his stuff about that and then I was like "Ooh, I like his writing and I like like his thoughts about this other thing that I like so then I found and then I read his stuff and I'm probably gonna read more of it because I like it but not right now because right now I'm reading um uh other stuff but yeah no 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 so and-
1: Reading is like mm. an oddly intimate form of yeah. uh, communication too it's yeah. uh, like you hear with the with podcasts and things uh, there's a parasocial relationship mm. mm-hmm. because a lot of people listen to it by themselves, whether it's in mm-hmm. a, driving in a car or they have headphones on yep. so you have just uh just unconnect disconnected voices in in your head basically yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. when you're reading it's similar you just have you're isolated you're just yourself in space and time with the words in front of you
0: yeah oh and I definitely get that with like um also like uh it's very personal and like what each reader takes out of a book I think um because like I I I definitely got my own things out of this book that someone that someone else might not um and like I get that with movies too like um uh, a little while ago, um, my sister and uh, brother-in-law and I went to go see The Green Knight, which is another another translated uh, poem, which is quite good. I recommend that one. Um, fun fact about that poem, um, that was, uh, I read that one in a mythology class I took uh, one summer uh, because I was the nerd who took summer classes in college um, and for, I did not need to take them. I just took them. Um yeah, uh, I mean why not? Yeah, it was a method- it was I got free tuition because my dad worked for a for a community college. So I was like, "Hmm, I should take this." Um anyway, um we read uh The Green Knight in that in that class. Uh but it was also written by um the the um version that we have we think it was the, we think the person who wrote it um who is not they're an anonymous writer. Um uh, like many of these epic, epic poem kind of things. Um, uh, we think the same person who wrote that one down wrote down a a beautiful little poem called uh, The Pearl, which is very sad and, and very, very good. Um, uh, I don't know. It's got, uh, there was no uh, d- direction for that tangent, so I don't know what I tangent it off from. Um, yeah, no, it's very personal. And, like, I get this to... Um, uh, I've read the Dresden Files, which are, which are, uh, good. And, um, uh, the thing with those is like, there's, there's now, uh, the, the author who wrote them is doing, uh, Jim Butcher has also, uh, done a couple of like graphic novels based on the series. And some of them are like directly based on, on books that have already been written, but there's some like, um, uh, brand new stories that are in uh, comic form, basically, uh, and I can't mm. read those uh, because the characters don't look like I think they look. And like,
1: yeah,
0: for the Dresden Files specifically, I watched the um. Uh, there's a sci-fi series uh, based on on those books, and the the series is uh was a single series because it was not very well received at all. It is nothing like it is not really at all like the books um it, i love this series so much i watched this series first before i read the books i they are two separate things in my brain um but i can't i now i can't uh read those comics because it the the characters don't look they don't like the characters don't this is weird the characters don't move like i think they should
1: there, there's that like, dissonance there
0: yeah exactly So it's very, yeah, for me, like reading is very personal and uh, yeah, I don't, and sometimes I'll seek out like fandoms for book stuff. And then most of the time I'm like, I'm very content to, to not. And then sometimes I'm very much not content. And then I'm sad because I don't it's like, how do I, I want to, I want to yell about this book with someone. So this is my excuse to do that. I know
1: that like when some of the casting came out for the wheel of time series, Mm, um, mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Oh, they they don't look right. This isn't good." Yeah. And then the creators like the are just man. like, "What made you think that they wouldn't look like this?" Mm-hmm. It, there's mm-hmm. nothing in the books to specify, you know, yeah. such and such a character isn't black.
0: Yeah, I I really like, um, and this is probably why I like this this translation of Beowulf is is when because Headley's translation of Beowulf feels very different from. Sh- from Shamanus Haney's version and like from other versions I've read, um, and like watched, you know, uh, the movie. Um, I like um I like when different versions give me a different perspective on things or like a different, it's a very different like interpretation because like a translation is very much an interpretation. The the language that you use the the words that you um choose to to um you know, translate, uh, something into, uh, are like, that makes a big difference. Um, like I've read lots of different translations of the Bible and, uh, a different verse can feel very different, uh, depending on which, like the, the, the translation is. So yeah, it's, I, and I like, I like that about, about this version is that it, it feels very different. And I like, um, I, I think I appreciate more, um, when, uh, version, different versions of things like, um, uh, like screen, two screen adaptations of, of something feel transformative. Like, that's why I liked, um, uh, Good Omens. I watched the Good Omens series and I loved the, the TV series. I did not like the book very much. Um, I've read it since that. I've reread it since then. I read, I first read Good Omens when I was in high school again lots of lots of high school books high school so re- lots of reading uh lots of books that that have like stuck with me very very heavily um but uh I didn't like it in high school I did not enjoy it it didn't hit me at the right time I guess um but then I watched the series and the series was very good and then I've like reread it reread that book since then um and I liked it better, but I still like, I like the series more. I think, I think it does. Like, I like when, when versions do interesting things with the source material. So I don't know.
1: So I, I guess this is a good segue then. Yeah. Uh, okay. qu- question five. All right. There are, there are many aspects of media that resonate differently with different people mm. concerning Beowulf, what was your favorite part?
0: Woo. Okay. All right. Well, in this version, um, My favorite part. Oh goodness! All right, this is gonna be weird. My favorite part was the f- the the female mourning in in this version of Beowulf because there's okay, so there's there's no besides Weikthiao who basically her role in the story is to is to uh, give give gifts to Beowulf and like remind him of, of, um, his place in this world kind of thing. Her, her, her like speech that g- she gives in the middle of this story is, um, um, cause I, 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 and I, I, I re-listened to this part like very recently. So it's, it's, it's right up there in my brain, right at the front, um, is very much like reminding of, um, we're glad you're here. Um, I, I hope that my husband uh, will will take what he's learned here and apply it to uh, you know his own sons uh, advancing in the world and like uh, improving themselves and stuff um, it's very much like reminding Beowulf that he's he's a foreigner here reminding him of like you've gotten great gifts here you 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 um, Uh, you have been honored for your your service and we know that you will. We know in like the, we know with the like nudge of like, we know like when you kick someone to the table to like stop them from doing something or or, like remind them of something, like speak up right now, um, that you will uh, go away and uh, uh, remember us fondly kind of thing. It's very much that kind of speech. Um, But there's... You know, we also get like scenes of um, um, in with her her story. We get um, this bard who's telling another story. Um, I believe this is how it is in my memory, at least. Um, um, <clears throat> sorry, I got to swallow. Um, no, uh, all right. The we also get this this story of of another family who who does not fall who does not. A one of the members of that family does not um, uh, follow like the the familial code and does not follow these like societal rules that like Theo has just highlighted, um, uh, because he he uh, betrays his brother or or something. Um, uh, there there is like uh, kin killing and and that type of thing. And in the story ends with like a a and this a lot of the this this. And Beowulf itself, like, ends with, um, like, women crying, which is pretty much all they do, which is a whole, which is a whole, like, thing in, in well, Western I mean, literature.
1: Men aren't, men aren't allowed to cry.
0: No, they're not. And so the women cry and the the women are, like, mourning the, and it's very, it's very interesting of, like, um, uh, the... This book struck me with like the sorrow of this story a lot more than any other version has. Because you also get like Grendel's mother mourning, which is a very, um, which is like the same. It's, it's, it's the same as these other women mourning that are mourning in more socially acceptable ways because they don't go on to murder people. Um, but she does. And it's still, like, and the way that Headley translated it, it's still, uh, in the story, it's it's this monstrous thing, right? It's this terrible thing. But in Headley's version, it's also, like, part of this same, like, cycle of mourning. And she is the one woman in the story who takes that um, uh, farther she she because she uh decides to enact her revenge which is a very which the revenge itself um is is a socially acceptable thing um there's this concept um of this time and place in history of of um um uh oh weargild. that's the word um uh which is uh if um Uh, I go over and stab your cousin, you are then allowed to uh, come over and stab uh, me or my cousin, um, which uh, then I am allowed to go back and stab uh, for you, stabbing my cousin. And it it, it breeds this very uh, circular, lots of stabbing, lots of murder.
1: Mutually assured stabbage.
0: Mutually assured destruction, basically, um, until one of us, um, and this is another way you can do it besides stabbing, um, is you uh, can uh, then... Well, if you had gone over and stabbed my cousin and then given me money, then it would be okay. Because that's wereguild. Which is basically like money in exchange for murder. Um, basically like, I'm sorry, I killed this person. Here's their worth in gold. <laughs> kind of kind You'll of idea. you notice
1: it's not much. They were a prick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and it's and it's very much related to like who they were in society and like their status and that kind of thing. Anyway, it's it's interesting, um, and so yeah, Grendel's mother, um, her her revenge and her rage and stuff is presented as monstrous um, because she does not she's not following those rules. And it's in, it's interesting. I like I like this version because it's sad. <laughs> it's not a happy story. Which this.
1: then leads perfectly to. Question yeah. number six. Okay. Following on from the previous now. question, yeah. what do you think would appeal most to the general public?
0: Mm. I mean, it's, it's, everyone loves a good a good tragedy, There's a reason that that we all read like uh, Macbeth and Hamlet, and those are the big fame and and Romeo and Juliet, and not uh, uh not all of his uh, comedies, which were kind of mm, not as great. Um, I,
1: I mean I assume the reason is because we're forced to in school.
0: That too. But I mean like we all we all stop and like slow down at car wrecks. <laughs> too yeah. right? There's this I think it's a very human thing of like telling a a sad story so that we can and this is like um a very classical group tragedy thing is, is what they are Um, explicitly written to do um uh is uh to present a like this is where they went wrong kind of like moral tale or but there's also like that always in in tragedies like hamilton um there's a sense of like they went wrong somewhere where did where exactly did they go wrong um and like what was the what was the sin? What was the like mistake? Was there a a fatal mistake, or was it like this series of things? And and um, like with Beowulf, it's also like the society is also like the 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 social structure, or not the social structure, but like the um the pattern of like how how men have to be in this story is what causes Beowulf to die, like. Uh, And a lot of other people to die, like the unnamed, you know, uh, crew that comes with him. That one guy died because he came with. Um, But if he hadn't come with, he would be less of a man. So he had to come with and he had to die. Um, It's very, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, That
1: sounds very familiar to a story I remember writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um yeah, right. uh, it, it, sorry. I
0: don't know if it has broad appeal, but I think that's like, yeah, we we read tragedies. Tragedies are are a part of the stories that we that we tell. It's not always happy endings. Sometimes you want a happy ending. I love I love happy ending stories, but also you need like the the sad ones. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think Tool has a, a song about it, uh, Vicarious.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: I do not it, know this song. It basically, uh, <clears throat> indulging in tragedy makes you feel mm. better because it's not happening to you.
0: Ooh, yeah. It's like Cartharsis.
1: Yeah. Plus, G. it's a very good song.
0: Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, question seven. Okay. Say that I do end up enjoying this because of your excellent recommendation.
0: <gasps> I hope so.
1: What would be your number one follow-up? It doesn't Ooh. have to be a sequel or anything but where okay. would i look to if i wanted more of the same
0: mm, mm mm that's an interesting question i don't know if i would recommend like a different version i don't i mean if you really like the Bale, of i don't know it depend, it would depend for me it would depend very much on what you liked about this because that is okay so librarian lib, librarian inside secrets everyone you're about to get them uh be very excited uh the librarian inside secret of how we how we uh give Good book recommendations, at least how I do, is uh, that uh, you ask a lot of questions about what people have enjoyed in the past, and like what exactly about the things they enjoyed in the past they liked, um, because uh, like you know, like we like we were talking about before, L. Um, reading is a very personal experience, and like what someone. One person likes out of a story is different from like what another person likes out of the story. Like, um, yeah, you could line open. up a
1: hundred people who would like the same thing, but for a hundred Ex- different reasons.
0: Exactly, like Lord of the Rings, uh, for example, because um, I think it's a fairly wide, wide one. Like, some people like it because it's a big epic story, and there's like this sense of history. I like it because it's got this particular. I like the cadence of it. I'm a very. I like. Um, I I enjoy books when I like the like how how fast they move or how, like how they feel, and for me, Lord of the Rings has a very particular one that is similar to Beowulf. Um, so I like both of them, um, but uh, I don't particularly like the plot of of Lord of the Rings. It's it's fairly basic, um, but yeah. So it's it's yeah. I I would have to ask a lot of questions about like what exactly you liked about it, but. Um, I guess I'll give some options then. Um, if you liked the, like the epic poetry stuff, which is why, this is why I recommended this one to you. I may be getting ahead of myself um, is because uh, I asked you some of these questions. I asked what you had read w- recently or like what your all time favorite books were. Uh, Cause I figured that would give me a better sense of like what you might like out of the ones that I have read, because I read widely and lots of different things and lots of different, like, feels of books.
1: And I managed Um, to be a little bit unhelpful in that.
0: Hey, it was very helpful. What I picked up from what you gave me of your book recommendations is that, one, you like books that give um, an emotional impact, because uh, you had a couple where you were, like, talking about how the, the, like, the emotions of the characters hate you. Um, and, um, also like horror books, horror as a genre in general is a very, is a genre that, that tense, it works. Horror and romance are, are similar in that they, they work by, um, those stories, uh, work and like impact us by, uh, playing on those emotions, like, uh, you know, fear, despair, um. Uh, anticipation, uh, anticipation, yeah, infatuation, those types of things, um, and and so that's what I picked up from from what you you had given me, and so that's why I went with with this one, and also because um, you had uh, a, um, the books you had given me, you were talking about like the you like the the um, the 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 plots, and to me those seemed like kind of epic ish stories versus like you've got epic stories and you've got like big like um big overarching like reaching stories and then you've got like the uh what i call a slice of life um but like small like domestic or or internal stories which weren't you didn't give me any of those so i i figured you might like this one more than some of my other recommendations that i had so So that's why i went with this one
1: uh, for the record, um, my my lists of books that I that I mentioned were yeah. the Deed of Paxenarion by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Moon, mm-hmm. Needful Things and The Stand by Stephen King, and Watchers by Dean Koontz.
0: Yes, yeah, and so those felt like like epic but emotional stories, and so I went with this one. Um, but if you if you like the epicness of Beowulf, I would say, um. Oh goodness! You might want to try. Uh, you might want to try another myth because I I like myths and so I have a lot of recommendations for those. Um, uh, I would say check out some epic of Gilgamesh because uh, that's another real good epic. Uh, it's a real good one. I like epic of Gilgamesh because it's got oh ooh, it's got it's got um, uh, uh, Enkidu and Gilgamesh, which they have they have this this relationship which is very good uh and i have lots of feelings about it um
1: plus the uh, final fantasy gonna- tie-in
0: yeah yeah and it's got this interesting and it's also very um like it's in- the epic of gilgamesh is incomplete in spots uh because it's a very old it was uh it's the oldest written down um narrative that we have it was uh written on the walls of ur which is a city in uh in the Middle East, uh, and it's, it's very good, uh, but it was an epic, it was an oral traditional poem before, and it got written down, and there's, there are, again, many translations, so it's, it's very similar to Beowulf, so if you liked the epic and, like, that kind of thing, I'd say that, um, ooh, ooh, what else would I give you? Um, oh, if you liked Beowulf, hmm, um, oh boy. Um
1: tricky, isn't it?
0: It is. This is a hard question. I mean, I would give loads of I have way too many recommendations, is partly my problem. It's narrowing it down into something that would actually be useful. Um, uh Finna, I mean, this is one I had before, but I liked I liked that one a lot. Um Finna by Nino Sipri Um is another very short story. Um, it is a um it's a sci fi novel about um uh these two exes, um uh to, so they were in a relationship. They have just broken up. They both work at a at at not IKEA. <laughs> it's very it's very IKEA like, but it is not IKEA. Um non union equivalent. Big, yeah, this IKEA, uh, IKEA IKEA knockoff um is this, this store and uh a a portal into into another world has opened up in the store and, and a customer walks through and these two people get tasked with going into it and retrieving the customer (laughs) and, uh, things ensue. It is, it is, uh, another, like, uh, it's very queer story. Um, uh, it's another, like, we, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. I think it's kind of similar-ish to Beowulf. Um or what else would I give you? Um if you like the like the if you like more of the like uh action of Beowulf and like the um the like uh dramatic uh story kind of thing, um uh I would go with um Oh goodness! which one do I want to go with um and like the the that type of thing um I think let me see I'm looking at my good reads right now i I uh, need reminders of what I have read before at this point um I think i would i would uh give you um...
1: hmm. can move on if you wish
0: no 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 I want to I want to have an answer mm-hmm. for you here oh, uh, it's going to take me a minute um, I think I would give you, uh, something like Bone, uh, by Jeff Smith. It's a big, big graphic novel. Cause that's another like, um, well, mm, maybe not that one. Uh, cause that's not, that's not action enough. I need something with more action. I don't read a lot of, um, a lot of things for, for action. So that one's harder for me. Um, I'm looking at my bookshelf now, uh, to see what I've got here. Um. Oh, I don't know. I think I might have you read like uh Oh, there's the dragon one. What's that one called? Um uh His Majesty's Dragon uh by uh Naomi Novik, which is a uh like a reimagining of the uh war of um the the Napoleon Napoleonic Wars. Uh Except for uh, the British Navy has dragons that they use for like air battles. Uh, It's it's weird. And I, there's a bit, it's a series. um, So that would get you into, to maybe a series. I don't know how much you read things in series. I, I go Mm. off and on on series. I like, I like standalones, but then you're stuck with trying to find your next book after a standalone and it's difficult. Um, But yeah, I think I'd go for that because it's got like action scenes and it's, it's interesting, and it's got a relationship between a man and his dragon, who who he appreciates very much, and it's good. Um, yeah, and
1: and for legal reasons, we do fully acknowledge that the British Navy absolutely does not have dragons.
0: No, Wink. no, it does not.
1: Um, question eight. Go Sometimes our engagement with a piece of media comes from a position of relativity. Did you have a character that you've related to, and what you mm. drew you to them? If so,
0: oh goodness, uh, no, I didn't. Um, not in this one. Uh, I, I think as a as a younger person, I definitely, uh, I definitely did. But I think now, it's. It's weird. It's hard to find like a character who shares like your exact point of view. I tend to get more attached to side characters for things like that. I think um, yeah. I think this is a very like human thing to do as well, uh, not just a me thing. Um, because you can with a side character because they are less fleshed out and like you're not, especially if it's a first person kind of kind of narrative and Beowulf is very much not it's 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 all third person you are not in these characters heads um, uh, um, versus like uh, more like modern literature I think tends to do more of the like internal kind of dialogue type of stories um, those are harder I think a lot harder to find um, ones that that uh, I feel like connected to. Um, uh, it's very impactful when it does, but I think it's a lot harder because you don't, like, there's, people are, people are multifaceted. But we're all complicated people and you're not going to match the same as one person. So I tend to do that a lot more with, like, side characters. In this story, for Bale, um specifically, n- no. Um, I did not connect strongly with any of the characters. I, the, 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 I mean, when I was reading this, um, the thing, like, um, some, some of it's like, oh, I know where that's from, because uh, I know what the word Frisian means. It's 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 a horse breed, for one thing, but it's also like a, a, a specific region in the Netherlands, which is where my family is from, uh, both sides of my family.
1: I, uh, I still recall that being applied to cows as well. Yeah. As in, like, that's the specific, when you think of a cow, that is yep. the type of cow you think.
0: Uh-huh, yep, yep. But, like, Frisians are those the... the archetypical like draft horses basically um but it's also a region in in the world uh and uh so I was, I was kind of like excited when i read that bit i was like oh i know where that is they're talking about about yeah
1: i've been to that pub
0: mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> um it's fun when you get that in like modern books too i have um that's how i got when I was in grad school for the I'm in grad school for the second time right now, because I am a nonsense person. Um, uh, I, uh, my last time in grad school I was down in Texas and I'm from Michigan originally, which is up, up in the North of the U S Texas is down in the South. It's very far away. Uh, and I was kind of homesick. I think I didn't realize it, but I was kind of homesick. And I got very into this one, this one Michigan author who was writing and, um, not about stuff, like, right where I grew up, but, like, I knew the place names, and that was kind of fun, because he was writing, like, um, uh, it's a series called Libromancer by, uh, oh, goodness, what's his, what's his last name? Shoot, shoot, hang on, give me a sec. Uh, where's that book on my bookshelf? It's, it's around here somewhere. Um. Jim. Jim. Jim? What's his last name? It starts with an H hang on where is it it's not there oh goodness can't find it uh liberal answer so it's, a, it's a, like a the first book is like a standalone but then it oh there it is um no i thought it was it that's not it this is great podcasting uh where is that book i'll have to search for it Librio. Jim Hines, um, is a Michigan author and, uh, his Romancer series is set in, like, um, uh, magical realism, um, uh, set in, in, in Michigan. It, 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 around, it's like an hour away from me, um. But that was kind of fun to like know place names and stuff like that. You get that like little spark of recognition. So it's not like um, identifying with a character, but like identifying with a place is fun for me. And like um, uh, because I live for I I did a semester in Norway. And so like now um, I can pick some books are like. They're just set. Um, I like the um, uh, webcomic comic. Uh, stay oh, stay silent, stay standing. I think is what it's called. Let me double check that. Uh, Stand still, stay silent, which is um, uh, set in in uh, the northern Europe, and that's kind of fun because like I I can picture the like the atmosphere. So I like I like that's a weird thing to identify with, but I enjoy like nice. books where I'm like I can I can feel the place.
1: No, I, like, I get it. I got the same yeah. when I watched the Power Rangers movie because yeah. it was all filmed in Sydney.
0: Oh, cool.
1: So it's like I know basically scene for scene exactly where every like every part of that movie was nice. shot.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: It is a little bit harder nowadays because <laughs> uh, things change in, what, 20 mm. years or so. Yeah, yeah.
0: However,
1: however long it's been since that movie came out as my spine disintegrates.
0: Okay. Oh, well, now I get that weird, that weird thing with like, cause, um, oh goodness. Uh, the, there's, there's his, there's children's histories books coming out about nine 11. Now there are a whole bunch of them that, that I had to, that, that I have seen recently because, uh, the 20th anniversary was just this year. Um, and, oh, <sighs> it's weird. There's like his, because now there's, um, you can get like period, quote unquote, period piece books, um, about like the eighties and nineties, like I'm like oh, this but is they, odd. They
1: aren't old enough to be in books. That's not fair.
0: <laughs> Nothing will make you feel your oldness than uh, being in a in in a in a high school library. Like I am ancient. I These don't are know. all they're I, all so little.
1: I I hear enough of kids talk to each other that I have no yeah. idea what they're saying anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah okay. has the English
1: language evolved probably
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah Anyway yeah no so like I don't know identifying with like place or or um feeling or like time in life is interesting like Yeah mm. But um, I don't necessarily get that with books but I don't with this book but I don't like always I like books are books are interesting cuz you get you can step into that different place and like get that different feeling so That's also part of the fun of books, I think.
1: Yeah, well, they do say books are an adventure. Uh Uh-huh. Question nine. A lot of these types of interviews rely on the question of what would you bring with you to a desert island in order (laughs) to get to know a person? Mm. But but that's not this show. Oh, okay. (laughs) What we ask instead is to picture this scenario.
0: Right, I'm picturing.
1: You're on a deserted island with no chance of rescue but food, mm. water, and shelter, everything like that has been taken care of so that you won't succumb before your natural time. Okay. You've also been provided with a single piece of media and the means to engage with it, and for <laughs> you it is Beowulf. Okay. How frequently do you utilize it, and how long would it take for you to be sick of it?
0: Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, if that was the only thing, it would not take that long. I like variety. Um, but it would be... I think that's a very good option. Like I'm not, uh, of the options, that's not a bad one. Like I can think of much worse ones. Um, um, I tend to like, just in general, uh, I don't, I don't like revisit things more than, um, once a year generally, but like, you know, if something changes drastically, then that's, that's kind of fun to do. Um, uh, Yeah, I'd say, like, at least annually, maybe a little more often because I'm bored now and this is the only thing I have. Um.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you could always take the option that apparently a lot of people seem to forget is just getting island buff.
0: Island buff? Oh, I would get very island buff. I'm getting muscles now because I, like, lift. that We we have to, like, uh, pack up book bags and send them off to various branches. So it's, like, 50-pound bags of books uh, that I'm lifting twice a week. And so I've got, like, little little baby muscles and it makes me real happy. I would still get island buff. Um, <laughs> but I think I might, I, I would want to, like, I think I would try and change my experience of it. Um, so like, uh, engage with Beowulf different ways. Um, can I, d- am I only stuck with the book or do I get like options as far as format? What's your, what's your verdict, Al?
1: Ooh, as the mm. grand arbiter of this question.
0: See, I've, I've, I've turned the tape. The tables have turned. I'm. The, wor- I am the
1: worm stuff. is turning. Yeah. Which is an expression that a lot of people don't even recognize. Um, I will say that you can have an audiobook version of it as well.
0: Okay. Alright. Um I would I would probably do the audiobook version more, because like I said, I like half-tune out when I'm listening to an audiobook or like podcast or something like that. Um so uh I feel like I would get I would get I would enjoy that more. Um I would yeah, I try when I'm rereading stuff, I try I I'm usually redoing it because like it's something has changed in my life and I like to and it's it's really fun to go back to a book and like realize what about you has changed and like what you're noticing because like um it's like I like uh right now in my life I like uh revisiting like books I remember very vividly in like high school or middle school that I really loved um, and like revisiting them as an adult and seeing what I get out of them, or like what I notice. And sometimes it's terrible because that's when you uh, watch the watch the nineties movie and realize, ooh, that's cringy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not good. Um, and sometimes it's interesting because it holds up. Or it like, like with um, when I reread uh, uh, Good Omens, I was like, oh, I like this better now. Like as I have changed in ways that makes this. Heart stand out more or makes this more relatable or um or more impactful I guess so uh, I think I don't I'm sure it would grow old at some point um for me uh, I think rereading Beowulf on this desert island um I don't think I would ever get sick of it um t- permanently I mean um there would definitely be points of time. Uh, I think maybe within the first year I'm going to say, uh, cause I would try and reread it too soon and then realize that I'm bored. When I can I get off this Island. Um, I, 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 uh, my brain would do that, I think. Um, but, uh, like, um, Beowulf for me and like Dracula and, and some other books, um, uh, 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 benicula rune marks uh there's I have a lot of books like this um on my shelf where um there are ones I like to revisit because they are rich enough and there's enough um not even necessarily within the like I don't like rereading mysteries at all. um I have very few mysteries that I want to reread um because the mist a mystery book for me tends to be the whole point of them is the mystery and like the plot and then if I re- re- there's if I reread it, I already like I've already experienced the plot once I don't need to experience again. There's a couple of mystery books. I like um, uh, the Miss Marple Mysteries by uh, Agatha Christie, a whole ton. They're very good. Um, and I like um, uh, Alexander McCall Smith, uh, lady's number one detective agency those have enough, like, um, character things, or, like, other, like, um, they have enough other stuff going on, um, especially with the Miss Marple, uh, ones that, like, I'm, I will, that, that there's other things to, to experience, even if I still remember, like, the plot, or I'm not surprised by the plot anymore, um, and Beowulf is definitely, like, in that, um, category of, like, the story is very simple. Um, and, like, I have the story memorized by this point. I know what the, I know what the plot is doing, but the language and the, the, um, uh, way different translations, like, highlight different things, and the, the, like, themes of the story, because there's lots of, there's lots of themes in Beowulf. There's, like, the, the theme that the, um, that the that the uh, original person who wrote this down that that whatever that monk was probably um, who who transcribed the story um, has their has that like um, super super narrative of like uh, this is this is an old like pagan story and we're Christian now and isn't it much better? Um, there's also the layer of like the oral story itself. Um, Celebrating this, like, uh, these, uh, mores of, of, um, heroism and very masculine, um, like, uh, achievement and, and, um, gift giving and, and, uh, social obligations and, and that type of thing. But there's also, like, the, Headley has put on her own, like, um, uh, layer as well of like kind of mocking the story a little bit there's a little bit of that in this which I enjoy I guess um, uh, there's this layer of um, in Veil of there's this layer of um, self-awareness of this story is is also not the only one that we have to tell like Beowulf dies in this, but the nice thing about tragedies is you can imagine a version where the characters do not have this tragic end. Like, what if the, the I think the one reading of the end of Beowulf is that, like, is what if Beowulf's uh, uh, entourage at the end of this hadn't been cowards and had stood by their Lord and like um, defended against the dragon and had succeeded and Beowulf was alive. That's one reading. Another reading is where um, people weren't so greedy and they didn't take the dragon's cup and the dragon stayed asleep in underneath the earth. Um, Or what if Beowulf had simply decided, Hey, I'm old guys um, one of you young people go do this. Um, I've reached my, my time. I don't need to prove myself anymore and he wouldn't have died. That's another option. I think that's, that's an interest. That's, I think that's where I get a lot of enjoyment of, of, of books and like stories and not even necessarily like having to reread them. Um, but like thinking about them is when you have a story where they're, where, um, you can imagine all the different endings and like fanfic it. I could, fa- I could fanfic Beowulf a lot. So I don't think I would ever get like permanently tired of it. I don't, I think I'm Fair. good. I feel very confident.
1: <laughs> Fair. I mean, I, with, I think I mentioned it on the very first episode of the podcast is that yeah? with narratives for me, I cannot like revisit them without having enough distance away from mm. the initial reading.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, definitely fair. I tried to do that. I have I uh loved and watched and loved Avatar the Last Ben Airbender and then um I have not rewatched it since. I think I could now. Um but I then I like tried to go not straight into. I, there was a little bit of a time time uh like a period where I didn't watch anything from those creators. Uh, but then I I tried to watch uh a, um started Uh, Legend of Korra, and I could not do it. It was not it was raw, it was different in the wrong places. I wanted the same thing, and I couldn't get it. So I I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, but it's like uh, I think Needful Things, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is, Mm. if not my favourite book of basically anything, then it's definitely a top contender. Nice. I have read that that three times in my life. Oh, and goodness. I think I'm only just coming up for another one.
0: Oh boy. I love books like that. I'm glad you have that.
1: Yay! Uh, yeah, it's just like with any like any video game, any TV show or movie, or whatever, if I know certain beats of it, I can't mm. enjoy it. Yeah. So now it's I'm like gonna
0: the... replay Hades so many times now. <laughs> it's my favourite. So
1: it's it's like with um <laughs> with spoilers online. It's like I can't then go and watch the thing because Mm. I know some narrative beats, or I know what's going to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: like, oh, the sports game that was on TV today while you were at work, oh, this team won by this many points. I'm like, oh, cool, Mm. I don't need to watch that now, because I know I won't like it.
0: Yeah. I get, yeah. Spoilers, I'm, I have an interesting relationship. I, 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 I get spoiled a lot for things because I am online and refuse to not be online and so I get spoiled on things occasionally. Usually yeah. I don't find that it actually bothers me too much though for whatever reason. Like the now,
1: now imagine being on the opposite side of the globe than everyone else and yeah. when you wake up all of the spoilers are there
0: mm, because I'm sorry. everyone else
1: has decided that oh it's been long enough.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. And part of that is, like, for me, at least, I very much, uh, because I just watched Lovecraft Country for the first time. I watched the first three episodes last night, and, like, I have not gotten spoiled on that one, uh, because it's not a lot of, I have not seen a lot of discussion about it, um, like, plot-wise specifically. Um, but it's been out a while, so like I recognize that I I very much might because uh, if I look up anything about Love Cat Country, I'm probably going to get spoiled because any like analysis or uh, discussion of it online has reached that point where uh, it's it's going it, it's free range basically on spoilers. So
1: yeah, I and think that happens makes... to me a l-
0: with a lot of media because I I I'm, I do not have that much time or energy or like bandwidth mm. i want to rewatch things instead and so there are many things which i have not experienced which i, I want mean, to or should or whatever
1: but... it's basically the entire reason for the existence of this show is like i yeah. have very little experience with po- uh, media and pop culture mm-hmm. come on and tell me about something that you enjoy Yay. and it has been a little bit less mainstream than i anticipated but mm. hey. It all works Well, I got out.
0: you Beowulf, so it's uh yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I hope you like it. I, I really hope so. But
1: yeah, but yeah. that is all the questions that I had. So thank all you right. for indulging me.
0: Thank you for letting me ramble a whole bunch.
1: So, ho- it was, I don't feel
0: like I was very coherent, but I hope you like it.
1: Yeah. it that's for everyone else to figure out. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully that's given people a little bit of a deeper insight into your perspective.
0: Yeah, at the very so, least.
1: Since we did change the format up a bit, and we've already gotten our call out to the sponsors, uh, I'll ruin the show by talking for myself for a bit. Gasp! So, I have a follow-up review from last episode's enemy of the show and self-proclaimed wandering puppeteer swordsman, uh, (laughs) Alex, and his recommendation of Thunderbolt Fantasy. Is this Mm. something that you're familiar with?
0: I am not! I saw you recommend it in the Slack channel, but no. So not it at is, all. What is a it?
1: Taiwanese and Japanese uh, puppet anime.
0: Ooh, okay. Basically. Wait, so, is an anime of puppets, or is it puppets in the style of anime? Uh,
1: puppets in like the the stylistic theming of anime.
0: Ooh, so I love imagine,
1: okay, imagine taking. I'm,
0: I'm excited. I want to. I might find this now. <laughs> Thank I you. I
1: mean, it it is available on Crunchyroll. So okay, it's very right. easy to find.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Imagine things you know, like take the Team America, mm. so that look, but put a put a serious oh. anime story on top of it. Okay. the The fight scenes are insane <laughs> because it's anime. And everything yep. has to be over the top, and you call out your attacks as you are doing sixteen uh-huh. different
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: different arm motions to activate the magic. Yep, the it is gorgeous to look at because these aren't Muppet style puppets; uh, they they are traditional wood puppets, like Ooh. they're controlled Marinettes. by the sticks and everything.
0: Marinettes.
1: Uh, again, take your Team America puppets, but give them a, a million-dollar makeover, basically. Nice. That's the kind of style. It honestly looks like CGI half the time. Cool. But all of it is practical effects, except for the ridiculous anime effects, which are, I assume uh, mostly put in post. But the, the storyline is interesting. I, I wouldn't say compelling, but <laughs> maybe that's just me being a little bit cynical. The only real issues I have is because they are puppets, they don't have a full range of motion. Mm-hmm. So it is hard sometimes to tell which character is talking mm-hmm. because okay. at most you'll get a mouth opening... For three seconds and then closing. Except there's an entire dubbed speech over it. <laughs> when when realistically the puppets would be going... Uh, yeah. The entire time. But yeah, I think uh, being a TV show type thing, I gave it my three episode test review. I think it is something I will be going back to. I will nice. give it a... Probably a three and a half out of five.
0: Solid,
1: but yes, You've convinced if you convinced
0: me to look at this. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, if you like kind of over the top anime, kind of garbage fights, <laughs> definitely give it a check. Uh, definitely give it a look in, see what you think. And Very now, before we wrap up this, the final ever episode of check this out for this recording session, and the tenth time <laughs> that I've made that joke. <laughs> Would you please tell the audience where they might find you online and if you have anything to advertise? All right.
0: Hi. Uh, so I'm Mara. You can find me on the Twitters at YarnQuester and at uh, Mara, M-A-R-A, Dekinga, Deckinga, on also on Twitter, which is where I do my uh, serious academic stuff, which is not at all active because I am busy. Uh, but those are those are places you can find me. i am also uh a player with uh occasionally with l it's been a while we should we should do this um uh yeah. at final show films uh where i am uh currently playing a very uh anxious robot <laughs> it's quite fun um
1: it, it yeah it's very fun
0: which is which is good stuff um, yeah that's my online places and that's what i got to plug um Yeah, that's me.
1: Cool. And on that note, I've been Elle.
0: And I've been Mara.
1: And this has been Check This Out, a podcast of media positivity. And remember, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it a can of worms.